So we shine the spotlight on firefighters specifically as we congratulate and commemorate our essential workers or no, we can't co- commemorate when something has passed, right? So we are, yeah, just shining the spotlight and just, uh, you know, elevating these people that really need to be our heroes. So we do that again today, catching up with Charles Mabaso, who's been serving for 22 years and serves at the China Emergency Services Department headquarters. He works in the office of the Chief of Emergency Services as Public Information and Liaison Officer. Also responded to international disasters in Pakistan, Haiti, Japan and the Philippines as a member of the South African Search and Rescue Team. We welcome Charles Mabaso, firefighter and Deputy Chief of the China Emergency Services. Charles, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Asanda. I'm very good and uh, thank you for having me. And uh, good luck with your vaccination today. Oh, yes. I hope my arm is not going to be as bad as it was the last time, but I'll manage because it needs to be done. I'll just do what I need to do. <laughs> Thank you so much. Beautiful, beautiful, yes. 22 yes. years you've been in this uh, industry. You've come a long way. You're now Deputy Chief of the China Emergency Services. Was this the plan to be a firefighter 22 years ago? Uh, actually not. Uh, I studied to be a journalist. And then it happened by default that I become a firefighter. And uh, 20 odd years down the line, uh, I am in the communication side of the emergency services, which worked well for me. But uh, I must tell you, it has been a wonderful journey, full of experience. And uh, I don't ever regret uh, being a firefighter. If I had to choose again in the next life or what? given another chance, I would still choose to be a firefighter. Well, if you retire, you can come and join me and co-host with us or maybe be one of the reporters for our news department. Uh, that, saying, that, would be, that would be excellent. That yeah. would be excellent. I know you don't yeah. regret your choice and we're glad that you don't. But uh, yeah. there you are. Hey, You could have been a journalist as well. But life just has its way of, of panning out because, as you say, you are happy where you are now. You're also doing communications. But let's talk about the transition then from the actual emergency responding to being a deputy chief and, and also being part of the communications part of things? Okay, yeah. Look, it, 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 it came after several years of uh, working as a firefighter on the ground as well as uh, working as a rescue technician, uh, you know, throughout the whole of Chani. I have been uh, one of the lucky people to be able to uh, work in various stations around Tuani, from the township to the city centre, and uh, also to have a chance to represent the country in international missions uh, to Jude. the skills that I have acquired as a rescue technician. And uh, uh, up until then, then uh, it came a time then where I then uh, applied for a position which was apl- uh, advertised uh, as a deputy chief public information, uh, which I serve also as a spokesperson for the city as emergency services. So the experience gained over the years is also helping, you know, uh, when I have to communicate, offer information 
on behalf of the department to have the vocabulary, the related skills and experience to be able to uh, share and translate that information even to a layman on the route. Do you think it's easier to be on the side of having to answer questions instead of asking them, like me? Uh, well, it, it, it goes a long way. It's not easy, but yet if information is available, uh, it then becomes easy to answer questions because they are based on fact. You know, uh, you, you answer questions that are fact-related, and uh, if you... Uh, understand that our career is about saving lives, uh, ensuring that livelihoods uh, are sustained, as well as uh, the properties and nature. Then you answering questions then becomes information sharing and then uh, and enlightening people around the issues that affect their livelihoods. So yeah, I, I'll say that. Uh, it's much easier to answer questions. Mm, okay. Yes. So the China Emergency Services, what are the major issues that you deal with there in terms of what you respond to? Yeah, look, the our response is not only... Uh, our way of doing business is not only response. Mm. You know, there are proactive measures that uh, we are engaged on on daily basis, because now, uh, if we were proactive and reactive, I mean reactive only, it means we would be waiting for emergencies to happen. Mm. And uh, that is uh, actually not how we operate. Our disaster management team uh, are actively involved uh, daily in ensuring that uh, uh, our disaster risk reduction plans and strategies are in place, as well as uh, our fire safety uh, sections are also uh, active in ensuring that the bylaws are in place and the uh, adherence to bylaws is taking place, ensuring that now there are inspections of buildings that are taking place, inspections of uh, various hazardous materials, facilities to ensure that now uh, safe work processes as well as standards are uh, being adhered to. And then obviously uh, our firefighters also, they go out uh, to ensure that uh, there is public education, there is, uh, uh, you know, that level of preparedness in the community to ensure that now uh, people know what to do and what not to do so mm. that now we lessen the emergencies and the possible impact that may take place. So we are uh, always handful. And obviously, should a, an emergency uh, occur, God forbid, we then must be in a state of preparedness to respond to that particular emergency. And how do you measure the successes of those risk reduction and fire safety campaigns? I guess it will be in a specific area where you've had them carried out and then your call-outs are less there. Or how do you measure the success? Yes, obviously the uh, we have got key performance indicators uh, as government institutions that uh, are related to the scope of work that we do and uh, throughout the 
performance periods, we are uh, able to have statistics in terms of call-outs, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, incidents that we respond to. And uh, out of that, we are able then to have da- data to measure our successes in terms of, uh, uh, you know, our, our response and uh, our uh, reactive work that we do. Uh, like you're doing your public awarenesses. We are required by law to do a particular number of public awarenesses, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, in the media space or actively getting involved in the ground, doing, you know, like your uh, school as well as community awareness campaigns, which so far have been affected by COVID, and we are trying uh, you know, other means like, uh, you know, increasing our electronic footprint and so on. So then we are able to then measure ourselves against the set uh, key performance indicators. All right. I mean, I always say, because you've also responded to international disasters, that in South Africa, at least we're a little bit uh, lucky in terms of our weather uh, you know, if we compare to Haiti and Japan and the Philippines and what they deal with in natural disasters, we don't deal with, with half the stuff they do. We don't have earthquakes. We don't have volcanic eruptions and tsunamis and things like that. I mean, apart from a tremor that was reported in the country some few years back. But what what was that experience like? And do you think we are lucky maybe also in South Africa to not be dealing with what Pakistan, Haiti and Japan and the Philippines where you have been are dealing with? Yeah, look, in terms of the earthquake, we are lucky not to be in the red zone or the area where you have got uh, a lot of tectonic uh, activity. But, uh, you know, we are not uh, entirely out of the woods or or maybe entirely immune to natural disasters. As you correctly said, that... uh, uh, we had several tremors that have taken place, and uh, you, if you look at uh, most of uh, the areas that uh, are the, the rent areas, you know, uh, in Gauteng, we've got mining activities for quite some years, which uh, also could pose a risk should there be, uh, uh, you know, earthquakes of uh, higher magnitude. And we have a mm-hmm. significant number of high-rise buildings as well as. Uh, a lot of infrastructure development, which uh, at some point, uh, if not dealt with properly, uh, we might find ourselves in that particular space. Mm. And then uh, obviously we are uh, exposed to adverse weather conditions. We do have uh, some rains, as you would recall, that with the few tropical cyclones that were coming down Mozambique and KwaZulu-Natal, we uh, had to be on high alert for those. So... Uh, the possibility uh, is always there, but uh, obviously uh, ensuring that we are prepared by having the correct infrastructure uh, does help us and having the correct training. And uh, with the response that uh, I managed to respond to in the uh, as early as 2005 in Pakistan and uh, the uh, earthquake in uh, uh, Haiti, as well as the tsunami, uh, both in the Philippines and uh, and Japan, I learned that uh, you know uh, uh, earthquakes and adverse weather conditions affect livelihoods uh, in a manner that one uh, has never seen before, 
But, uh, you know, the world is a small place, mm. and uh, we, uh, you know, are very grateful that if there are other counterparts or other human beings somewhere in the world, we are there in times of when they are in need of uh, that necessary humanitarian assistance. What do you think being a firefighter has taught you about yourself and, and, and your character and what you see your role being in this world? Yeah, being a firefighter has nurtured me in many ways, both in character as well as uh, in lifestyle. You know, uh, in character, it has brought out in me the level to be able to be tolerant, you know, to other fellow citizens, to want to be there to help when I am needed. And, you know, to uh, be selfless in many ways, you know, because now, I have got a great understanding to, 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 to that humans, we need each other on daily basis. Mm. And then if one harnesses and uh, acquires the proper skills, uh, you are then be able to be there to offer those skills when you are required to do so. And it's a very humbling effect. Uh, 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 or, 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 yeah, it's a very humbling exercise uh, being a firefighter because then you know that uh, uh, the community or anyone can depend upon you and as such uh, you are also assured that uh, should you be in need also there are others uh, out there who are like you who are prepared to come out and say uh, we can extend a hand of help we are humbled to be speaking to you, and as we say, we salute you and just express gratitude for what you do. For 22 years, you've dedicated your life to saving us and making sure that we are safe. You are indeed our hero, and as you say, there are others out there who are going out to do this job. So what are your, finally, your words then to other firefighters in closing? Yeah, in closing, I, I would say to other firefighters out there that, uh, you know, we should remain as disciplined uh, as we always have been known to and and show that uh, we sharpen our skills and uh, we raise the voice to our communities and make sure that uh, everybody knows about the business that we are doing be an inspiration to younger generations and those that are aspiring to follow in our footsteps and, and show that now uh, we build and continue to build a service that will be there long, 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 long time uh, once we are gone. Because we are not doing it for ourselves. We are doing it for the generations that are coming. And uh, we must leave them a fire service that, uh, is, that can be aspired. And, uh, you know, our history book should be full of uh, stories that can inspire those that are coming and uh, bring hope to the hopeless. Thank you again uh, for your time, Charles, and for what you do. Thanks to your family as well for sharing you with uh, the you're, country. You're uh, most welcome. And, and please be safe uh, until we chat again. Thank you so much. Charles Mabaso, firefighter and deputy chief of the Tswane Emergency Services, as we shine the spotlight on our essential workers serving Mzanzi. All right, let's uh, see some of your messages, I guess, to the poll.
Donald, you're saying, I think it will be wrong for the employers to force employees to vaccinate. Those who want to be vaccinated can be, but remember, we have different views. Thanks for your message. Some of your good morning messages then, fam.